Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor. Uh, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. This episode of Still Talking With is brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Learn more about this episode and more shows on our network by visiting thedorkening.com. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidocubus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks with new episodes every technical Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we are, and we're now live for the inaugural episode of Still Token With. Uh, my name is Leo Pine. I'll be uh, one of your hosts tonight, and we have an awesome, awesome group of people with you today. Uh, the men of the hour that put all this together. We have Benjamin Bartlett. Uh, Jeff. How's it going? <laughs> And our very, very special guest, we have Philo Barnhart. Long and prosper. Second generation Disney legend. <laughs> and last but not least, Charles D. Mossant from Silver Phoenix Entertainment, sir. Yes. <laughs> Thank we'll kill you. Those zombies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll kick it over to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how is everybody doing tonight? You're nice. Hey, very good. I, I want to welcome you guys to the premiere 
careful. I'm stabbing you in the head. Oh, don't stab me. The fuck You're a zombie. I'm stabbing you. <laughs> Uh, we have a couple of special guests with us. We have Philo Barnhart. Uh, for those of you who are, aren't familiar with who he is, I will let him tell you in a few minutes. We also have Charles Moussant with us. In that's Port me. That's that's the guy up. Yeah, yep, that's him. I have long hair. Yeah, on the face, too. Yes. Yes. Because you like to tickle things. I do. With my it actually comes out and can strangle zombies. Uh -huh. And of course, we've got, uh, you know, Ben, the other half of the Token Dead here. Uh, Leo Pond from the door. Uh, a big shout out to you for helping us put our first show together. Really appreciate it. Of course. Always welcome to help. Okay. So, Philo, why don't, you, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Philo Barnhart, as you've already heard. And um, I enjoyed a long career making t TV shows and uh, movies. For? for who? For yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started with Hanna-Barbera in uh, the late 70s and got to do things like Godzilla and uh, Super Friends. Uh, it was already their fifth season, I believe, by then. So, wow. um, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Got to do a lot of Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman. And uh, those pesky Twin Powers folks, Wonder Twin Powers Wonder activate. Twin Powers, activate! <laughs> Love it! Good times. And then later, Smurfs with the studio and uh, various other shows. But then I moved into movies, starting with Star Trek The Motion Picture. And then uh, right after wow. that, um, back into animation with Secret of Nim. So Excellent. It, things just went up exponentially from there. Good times. Sounds like good times yes. to me. Yes, it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. So, uh, you creepy guy in the corner. What? <laughs> the one with all the hair. You gonna in yes. would, would you like to introduce yourself and tell uh, tell our viewers a little bit about what you're all about, other yes. than playing with yourself Dimasant in the corner? Yes, I'm of Silver Phoenix Entertainment. I publish horror and educational comics. See, you got reusable ammo here. He, he's also into zombies. Yeah, I never would have guessed. It's one of my books. <laughs> look at that great Dr. Zarvin. Uh, but look at this. Oh, no. Zombies, so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, he has lost his mind. <laughs> no, that's the best part. I mean, look how scary this is. He's Read this the out band. loud. Ah, and then you got like, dear reader, is that you they see? Will you be next? Excuse <coughs> me. Scary. No, but uh, I publish educational and horror comics uh, for a living. I don't know which one is scarier. And uh, another thing I do is uh, Philo and I, we do travel to conventions across the country. Uh, part of the reason for that is to allow the uh, fans to have an amazing experience because, you know, who in their right mind would actually get to meet Philo Barnhart? You know, one of the creators of Little Mermaid. But I, 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 Yeah, exactly. Right, it's out of control, you know. It's amazing. But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, like, go to conventions. I'll be on roller. Oh, yeah, my roller skates. <laughs> hey, look, squirrel. Yeah. No, no squirrels allowed here. They're all eaten. Focus. Yeah. And any deer that any deer that come in contact with Charles He's gets even used to kill zombies. Uh -oh. Isn't that right, Charles? Yeah. Any deer that comes near you gets eaten. We hate deer. <laughs> Deers are mother muckers. They're a-hole things. They deserve to be crushed. Well, we recently hit one. This is this is where no, this is all No, it ran into from. us. We did not yeah. hit it. Yeah. 
Yo, you forgot to remind me to shut the heater off. Oh. We do not like deer. <laughs> deer should all be killed. Uh, that must have been scary. Well, it was what? weird because it was a really creepy, foggy night. And, uh, you know, Philo is, is like half asleep, half awake. And I'm listening to some music, you know, and and, and, I, and I just all of a sudden see this giant head, you know, they're just like, yeah. Don't talk about Philo's head like that. <laughs> no. It's not giant. No. <laughs> He was on his own I'm side. Just this God car was so me. big, it had two zip codes. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Just, I mean, it was a GMC car. I did not like it. It was just, it was, it was just boxy. It was weird. Blind spots galore. It was an annoying car. I, I did not like it. But it was so creepy. It was like, it was like the mist type creepy foggy night. And I just see this deer head, and it almost looked like somebody like had a deer head on a stick. The way it was just galloping in front, and then the front of the car hits the uh, shoulder of it. Then its hip, boom, hits the door. I see its creepy doe eye. Just look at me like, why am I in pain? Oh no! And then as it <laughs> flings and falls to the side. A semi truck runs over it, and and all the stuff in the rear hits us, and and we pull over. And you know, you know, actually, my mother was driving. My mother was driving. My mother was driving. That's in the report. My mother was driving, but. Um, you know, it just turned hey, out. Hey, Charles. To be, uh, yeah. Was your mother driving? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you know, insurance and everything. So, um, but uh, you know, the, the reality is, uh, it kind of tore off the front end of the car. <clears throat> They'll do that. Yeah. Fortunately, oh, yeah. because of the height of the vehicle, uh, the deer didn't like fly in, smash in the window, and start like like you know, bucking and clawing away Philo's face like. Could you imagine with these big, huge gouges and chunks of flesh missing on them? Wow. Okay. So, anyway, you back to the show. <laughs> so we're independent comic guys. So, so, you in the middle, start talking. Actually, sound intelligent. This is your show, not mine. So, what's it about? What are you about? What's Talking Dead about? Talking. Not a, well, this 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 show is all about anniversaries, is it not? Wait, whose anniversary? It's see how I'm fingering Philo there? You see that? <laughs> actually, Philo likes yeah. it. He's actually bent up. I saying, don't know how to take that. Wait, why? why can we I made him blush. Give me more. <laughs> uh, just a heads up. Uh, what you see is uh, could be totally different for everybody else. So the camera locations could be different. So uh, oh, right. You could yeah, you could have been going. fingering somebody else. You know. Ew! I could have been. Me? That hurts. Oh. As long as you're not thinking yourself. Okay, I just so did that. Basically, from what I understand, because this is the 30th anniversary of The Little Mermaid and yes. the 40th anniversary of Star Trek The Motion Picture, yep. you're like, oh my God, Philo, I yeah. want you on the air and tell us more. So why the hell am I here? Um, For moral support. Oh, yeah. thank God. Thank you. Yeah. You look fun. Nice. nice you're a fellow Philo. zombie guy. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Philo. Nice, Philo. <laughs> Nice, Philo. So, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about how it was working on um, The Little Mermaid, where it's the 30th anniversary. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Yes, well, the film was released in 89. I actually started it in 87. And um, with the hopes of, uh, of uh, starting on pre-production on Ariel right away, the, the character of The Little Mermaid herself. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, it turns out I had to wait a while uh, for Dan Haskett, the artist they uh, had procured from New York, to come out and, and um, work with me. So in the meantime, I got to start on Ursula instead. So Awesome. She has a real special place in my heart because uh, she was the first character I got to touch. 
Nice. Uh, I actually got to meet Pat Carroll too. Uh, uh, we had just moved into the main building from the trailers where we started the, the film. Wow. Uh, directly across the street from the, the main building in uh, Glendale. So, uh, but eventually uh, Dan did make it out and, and we started working on Ariel and um, coming up with concepts for how she was going to look. And, uh, many people had already started um, concepts of her. And, uh, we already knew we wanted long hair and um, uh, uh, probably red too. So we all fought for red hair. It must think. be something with redheads. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. it has to be something about redheads. I mean, you're speaking of, of you know, being redhead. And well, if, if you know anything about the comic book, uh, Piper, one of the main characters in our comic book, is a redhead. Yeah. What is yeah. it with redheads? Is, is it well, something special? It's a secret they, thing in most guys' they, minds. Yeah. Okay. They do have kind of a, like a power over, uh, over the rest yes. of us because they are unique. And um, uh, most of my red-haired friends are, are very creative, talented people. Uh, most of most of my redhead friends we, have we, no we, soul. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I could say the same, but um, the, the thing is, sorry, Leo. No, 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 no. I, I, I get that all the as, time. As far as the studio, as far as the studio, we'd never really done a red-haired heroine before. It was always um, uh, a brunette or a blonde. So the management wanted to just have have her be a blonde, and we said. Uh, Let's let's try red hair. You know, it'll look sensational with blues and greens underwater, and provide a nice contrast. And we even gave her a green tail that uh, was very contrasty. So now that might scare me a little um, bit. All green, her sisters are. Um, if you put all her sisters together in the right sequence, they make a rainbow. So they're all different colors. It's progressive. Oh, interesting. And there's, interesting. There's seven of them total, so they represent the seven seas of the world. Wow. Or the seven deadly sins. Or the seven deadly sins, yeah. Whatever, whatever your choice is. We're going to mute you, Charles. So, so, <laughs> you got to meet Pat Carroll. What? What did you, I mean? Did you ever get to meet Pat Carroll? Pat Carroll? Yes. But, uh -huh. yeah, but often the animators don't meet with the um, actual voice actors. So, you actually uh, met her, from what I understand? A chosen few get to meet with them uh, when they're recording. Um, usually, the lead animators. Um, by the time they get to that point, they, they go in with a camera and they, they will actually videotape the actors doing their part to get a sense of, um, you know, maybe bits of business they can use uh, in the actual scenes when they're done. Um, they can pick up mannerisms and, and um, little ticks that people do without even thinking. And um, we also have the use of, um, they, they go in with a camera models. and they, they will that, actually uh, videotape, will come in and play the, the parts. Um, for reference, and we don't actually trace verbatim off the uh, footage. We we just use it as reference to see how things behave and how they should move in, in real life. That's Ralph Bakshi's job. Yeah, yeah. There are totally rotoscoped films, and uh, Bakshi's are, are one case in point. So they they let the action that the actors performed dictate how it's going to be animated, and they cartoon it up a little bit. But we we just use. Uh, use it and do fresh drawings um, we don't trace it so um that's just, really interesting i just accidentally ran into pat carroll uh we had just moved to the main building and um, she was waiting for them to come and get her to do retakes the entire sequence uh the spell casting had to be redone because they felt she was being too histrionic right off the bat and any normal person would say you know hey you're screaming at me to hell with you Keep your legs. I'm out of here. <laughs> Roll the credits. 
So <laughs> rolling credits. Yeah. yeah. No green tail for you. Yeah. You mean no no like, pink feet for you. Like a cabaret song, the more the, the beat of it and the the the, um, the uh, uh, the fact that it builds, it's more of a seduction to get Ariel to give up her voice to get some legs. So she was there to re-record, and uh, I was out in the lobby to ask the receptionist, Dee Rania, um, how we could allow visitors to, to visit with us while we were early in production. And um, the procedure, you know, to let people in, my family wanted to come and see me. So I said, uh, Dee, you're Pat Carroll. <laughs> and she looked up from her magazine and said, yes, I am. Who are you? I said, well, my name is Philo Barnard, and I'm doing you. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on you. I mean, I'm working on Ursula. And she laughed. And she said, you come over here, and you tell me all about it. So I ran over and sat with her. And she says, uh, now, what was your name again, dear? And I said, Philo. She says, that sounds Grecian, is it? And I said, yes, very good. Well, tell me, Philo, what is it you're doing exactly Chucky with baby. Ursula? I Chucky said, well, baby, a Chucky baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chucky, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> There's Amy. the sea witch now. Aim is going out. Um, <laughs> this I do not believe. You <laughs> um, knew he was going to do something to throw you off, right? I mean, the whole purpose of Charles being here is to throw you off your game. Um, Leo, if we, if we get any questions of Leo, feel free to jump in. Yep, so, yeah, um, totally. So uh, uh, she says, would it help you if I gave you my take on her. As you know, I'm here to um, re-record the part because it's not working as is. And, and Howard, who wrote the lyrics, Howard Ashman, uh, actually wrote some new some new dialogue and, and things. And, and it starts out slowly and it builds to the um, song where she casts the spell and, you know, all hell breaks loose then. So I thought that was going to work a lot better. And, and so did Pat Carroll. So she said, would it help you if I gave you my take on her? I said, that would be really great. She says, well, don't laugh, but I see her as, a, as this great Shakespearean actress who retired into the sea for some reason. <laughs> I said, okay. So just like in the song, it's uh, it's body language. It's, it's She's selling everything with her the body language. It doesn't have to be uh, screaming and yelling. And she said, exactly. So I went hey, back to work and the drawings were sailing out of my pencil. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Tell them, tell them about when. You awake over there, Jeff? Yeah, I'm awake. Yeah. No, no, tell them when, when, when. Uh, what's your name was like walking down in dailies and what you guys did. The joke. Oh, yeah. She, she had an elbow thrust walk the first time uh, Rob Minkoff and I tried to animate her, in uh, what's called a walk cycle, and we used the lower half was of course an octopus footage that we found, and uh, they they walk a little like snakes, but with multiple snakes 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 i used to be able to speak english but not any longer um they do like a little sidewinding kind of movement so we had her um, madly coiling across the floor and um with an elbow thrust being very determined and um with this stern look on her face and in dailies somebody said stop ringing that bell i'm coming i'm coming <laughs> It looked like she was going to go answer the door. She was very annoyed. <laughs> there was no sound or anything. It was just uh, the rough animation. So. Oh, God. Yeah. You should ask Philo about the seashell brassiere. Oh. We can't ask him anything. You keep cutting in. <laughs> and, uh, okay, I'll shut up. 
So uh, actually, I just wanted to cut in here for a second. Uh, we got a bunch of people watching in multiple locations. So uh, if you do have questions, please post them in the comments here, and I'll try to get to them as best as we can. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar with Philo, shame on you, but he's responsible for some <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, I mean, we're talking Little, little Mermaid, but uh, also Seeker, a nymph, Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, if you're a gamer, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, and Space Ace, yeah, uh, the Smurfs, uh, Scooby-Doo, Super Friends, I know we got a lot of geeks that watch as well. The man so. is a fucking legend, people. Totally. totally. <laughs> Second generation Disney legend. That's why we put up the 18 plus at the beginning of this, just so you know. <laughs> you my phone ringing near you, Philo. Oh, that's a phone? I thought I was being muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell you, tell you what. You? It's Jeffrey. Yeah, that's Charles' phone. It's up no, it's here by me. Yeah, it, it was not. Uh, Kim uh, Kim Luso popped in my uh, in my feed. She said, "Go see Philo at Comic Con." Which one? We're at well, all of them. If you're on the East Coast, the only time I think that you're up in this area is at NECC in November. Correct? Yes. Uh, well, we're thinking of Which doing the shame. one in March this year. You're doing the one in March as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now oh, I, so, I get a rent to world. Yeah. <laughs> what? Shut up. Right. It's my show now. I took over. If if I'm not healing from some kind of surgery, yeah, I'll I'll be there. Right. Yeah. Oh. He might be like yeah. 20 pounds when you see him next. I've been falling apart. Um, <laughs> I've been putting him together. <laughs> we can't rebuild him. Yes. He has now bionic man parts. I believe yeah. Jeff. I believe Jeff had a question for you, I, Philo. When did you actually start with Disney? Well, um, that would have been in '83. Uh, with, um, uh, or if, if it if it counts, uh, I was up, appeared in Mary Poppins with my father flying a kite. I was up for the part of Christopher Robin in the first Winnie the Pooh animated short, and um, I lost the part to the director's son. But we well, were runners up out of 150 little boys, and I was very proud of that. But um, my consolation prize from Walt Disney himself was was uh, uh, to play an extra kid with my real father flying a kite. And stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to look for Edwardian costumes and yeah. everything, and that was fun. Yeah, I read so about, um, I get to get a little uh, Mary Poppins uh, movie and have it signed. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, Do you even know what Poppins? <laughs> I'm only in one scene, but two scenes. But uh, hey, uh, actually, so that means that's I began with him in '83. You know, yeah. that, that's a cameo appearance. That's, that's where you got your start. Jeff and I have cameos, so hopefully someday we can be in a movie flying a kite. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> With me. <laughs> With you. Wouldn't that be See, fun? when you tell Philo, go fly a kite, he ends up in a movie. He yeah, right, right. We'll have fun. <laughs> we'll have fun. But 83, I was actually, guess what? A Winnie the Pooh short, the last one. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and a Day for Eeyore. Okay. And uh, this awesome. was the first time I got to work with my dad uh, on a Disney film. He was doing layout and uh, yeah, and he was um, doing character uh, keying. Key. Nice, nice. One thing that um, so we haven't touched on. Eeyore. One thing yeah. we haven't touched on, um, as as Philo just mentioned, that he got to work with his dad at Disney. Um, both Philo's mom and dad both worked at Disney as well. Would you like to touch a little bit on what they, what they did and what they might have been involved with? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, sure. hold on. Hey, Philo, mute, mute, mute. Philo. <laughs> Your mother and father worked at Disney, right? Yes. No. And you worked at Disney, right? Eventually. So what does that make you, Philo? Oh, I guess uh, that makes me a Disney brat. Ah! <laughs> a military brat. Only the Disney, Disney brat. variety. 
So, um, but, but back, back, back to your mother and father. Um, would you, would you, we like to touch a little bit yeah. on that? Uh, sure. Uh, well, it was the World War II era, and uh, uh, mom, mom was 22, and she, she had come earlier to the Los Angeles area from Utah, where she was born and raised. She, um, she had won a beauty contest in 1939, and she went back in 42 and uh, uh, applied for work at Disney. Doing, uh, she wanted to do some background painting, but uh, in those days, you if you were female, you got relegated to the ink and paint department, and uh, it was just the era. <laughs> it was just the era, you know. That I don't think it was misogynistic or anything like that. It was just um, um, it was male the- chauvinist pigism. Boy, I'm having a lot of trouble with English language tonight. Um, but we put you on the spot. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to talk. Um, <laughs> then I'll speak perfect finishing school English. So what on earth? Oh, my God. Yeah, have a cookie. I'm being attacked by a snowman cookie. Thank you, Charles. Um, <laughs> yes, Charles just Father was, uh, he was stationed in Chile at the, the, the same exact time. And um, he was, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've had worse oh. things in my face. Um, <laughs> well, uh, oh, you he, me. he was a uh, he was a keen sharpshooter. He was teaching the guys how to use coast artillery and also anti-aircraft guns along the coast of Chile, and he was learning a lot of great Spanish. At the same time, so he what he didn't realize was that he suffered from sleepwalking. So he almost went over a cliff, and um, an MP grabbed him around the waist before, just before he went over the cliffs, and um, they gave him an honorable discharge, which made him furious because in those days the chips were down and everyone wanted to serve. So you know, World War II was pretty heavy duty, you know, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, it, the outcome is what we enjoy today or don't enjoy. Take your pick, but uh, you know, it made the world is today. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, story short, he he uh, got shipped back to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is his hometown. And uh, um, from there, in '44, his friend John Freeman called him from the studio and said, "You really need to drop the farm boy thing and get your act together, put your oh. samples together, and come out and meet Walt Disney." And so he took a train, and that's exactly what he did. And he got hired like right away. Wow! My mother that same year, um, probably in April, and then by November they were married. Unbelievably fast. Very impressive. In in those days, um, you know, if you found somebody to bond with, you did it because you didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring during World War II. No, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I I can see why they call them the greatest generation because in a way they. They were. <laughs> They're great. They were all doing um they were all doing uh war effort type stuff then. Yeah, yeah. Um my mother was actually doing not too much production work on animation, though they did victory through air power and Turfurer's face and a lot of those propaganda films that they made. Plus a lot of those Latin American styled uh, package films like Three Caballeros and um, oh, wow. Saludos Amigos, etc. Wow, wow. So, uh, so I, I think they're so, uh, um, 
I think they. The, the, in addition, oh, they were also helping. Uh, Le- Philo, the army and the navy. One second, Philo. Leo. Oh, uh, actually, I think they just announced a uh, um, a sequel to the three. Cab- uh, ca- how do you say Cal- Calaberos? Uh, I Cabo, can't. Cabo, Caballeros. Yes. Caballeros. Yeah, they're they're in talks with a sequel, uh, and we also have a couple oh. questions. But we'll uh, let me uh, get you back mm-hmm. to Philo. How many questions uh, you got now? Uh, we have a couple in the queue right now. You know what? Ask well, my, them and follow my mother. Quick. My mother actually left the studio in um, uh, 1947, uh, around the time she was finished with Song of the South to okay. start raising our family. She had my oldest brother in uh, 47. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, I've met you in person, and Jeff has met you in person, and she she did a very very good job. I can tell you that you are a a true gentleman. Well, thank she you. Is. Yeah. I, True gentleman. Both my parents rubbed off on me. One of the kindest people that I've met. Correct. Leo, you want to uh, throw up one of the questions? Uh, Yeah, uh, real quick. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First question. uh, So uh, is, um, well, Angela says she has a copy of Star Trek to motion picture on Laserdisc, but that's for the first question. Is Stephen Christina Jr. from Super Retro Throwback Review says, My question for Philo, looking back at 40 years of Star Trek motion picture, if you had uh, access to the technology today, back then, uh, what would you use for the movie or what would you change? Mm. Well, that, that would have made our job a lot easier because um, we or didn't obsolete. have any um, computer graphics to use, nothing. So... God bless you if you thought those uh, TV monitors and things on board the Enterprise and on the Klingon ship were, were real computers because in actuality they were little films that we made and they were projected into the set from the uh, the back. Oh wow! In the Wait, little wow. screens, and um, if if um, if at a certain time they were still shooting and we were not ready yet, uh, we didn't have anything to actually shoot on the set for them then they would simply put a blue panel up there and, and we would have to put it in in post. That would give us time to animate it. Uh, it was right down to the wire. So well, a lot of it would have been a breeze. We wouldn't have had to spend as much time because we would have had CG to create all the lightning bolts, and electrical discharges and cloud layers and all that stuff would have been a much easier to create. How was Vidra made? How, uh, well, the first Vidra cloud was actually a wire hanger, you know, for, like any common wire hanger you might have coat hanger um uh well a wire hanger coat hanger is a, a wood got wood in it but, um, <laughs> very yeah. good it, it, <laughs> it, 100 ones i use do <laughs> correct if you if you go to um like uh you know where they clean your shit <laughs> with, with dry cleaners and you ask for a coat hanger, they give they give you either a plastic or wooden swivel style hanger uh-huh, right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's more yeah. substantial than just wire. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or an all metal so, one. Uh, Charles? We, we, we um, <laughs> gave the, the wire hanger uh, after bending it into weird shapes. Uh, we had Virgil Morano, the staff photographer, come in and do stroboscopic uh, photography of this thing spinning. And it created a neat little um, tufted little cloud, you know, thing. Little in cloud. a big swirl. <laughs> so we took those swirls and, and put them together and made what's called a codolith cell. It was a Kodak product, which is a negative positive thing. So the, the black hanger became a clear area that we could backlight. 
and the white uh, background became uh, jet black. And anything we didn't want showing through, we, of course, we had to paint out. So you have to backlight everything to check your work and see if there's anything you don't want shining through. That went for the matte work on all the models and things too. Wow. Because um, they make, basically they make their own elements for uh, matte work, uh, the process we were using. It was uh, 65 millimeter, which got blown up to 70. So um, um, the paper was quite wide that we had to animate on. It was 22 inches. So in order to stiffen it up so I could flip it and check the action on the bolts and things. It was 20 inches to stiffen it up, folks. We had to put celluloids in between because it was too floppy and, and hard to manage. So, yeah. what happened. Everything was a challenge, but, you know, necessity is that mother of invention. So, you know, we used everything but the kitchen sink to get things to happen. And, a lot of times it, it was really simple solutions, but it looks great on the screen. Yeah, it does. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, really, I mean, we're talking, this is the 40th anniversary for Star Trek, the motion picture, mm -hmm. uh, which you played a part in. This is the 30th anniversary for the little mermaid, which you played a big part in. Um, not to mention numerous, numerous other amazing things that a lot of us had as childhood and whatnot. Um, do you have a favorite? I, I do. I have three favorites. No, no, no. A favorite. You can't have three. That's no. not a favorite. Three is fine. Oh, darn. Hey, 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 you know, it's well, like... Listen up. He's doing for Silver Phoenix now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've had a ball working with uh, Charles on, on projects. So. Yeah. Well, we can tell. We, we get to we get oh. to hang out with you behind the scenes and stuff. So we, yeah. we see that. Um, but You know that it's party central. Yeah, in all yeah. the years that you've been a uh, involved in film animation, illustration, drawing, and things like that, do you have a favorite project? Like your, this one was just like, boom, more mm -hmm. so than any other one. Yeah, that well, is. that was that would probably be ultimately uh, Secret of Nim because yes. that was the film that yes. gave me my chance to get into the movies. Yes, number one. <laughs> Um, I mean, even though Star Trek was first, it wasn't a full-blown animated film. It had live action, and you know, you have no control over that, of course. But um, I, I learned so much because up till then, I had just done television uh, production, and that's a more limited form of animation. So um, these are like living, breathing things. When you're done with them, um, they just move from one thing to the next, um, and there's no repetition. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're being paid. Um, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> There's the mystic uh, eyeball there at the top of the pyramid. So Secret of Nim. Awesome. I mean, yeah. that's one of Secret my of favorites. But we, our goal was to bring back all the techniques and materials that had been lost over the years since Walt passed away in 1966. And they had started to go economical, um, starting with using Xerox to get images onto the celluloid. And they were still painted from the back, but this eliminated the need for any hand inking, which got very, very costly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it also, um, the, the animation itself lost something in the translation because you're having somebody go over it and trace it. And uh, always there's a little something to be lost from the original animation. So yeah. you were actually seeing the spontaneity of the animator's actual drawings the first time. Wow. And um, Jungle Book uh, was just the second one. The first one was Dalmatians. 
Wow. So, but it was very exciting to see that that shimmery, you know, yeah, yeah. anti-static kind of uh, quality. I oh. believe uh, I believe Jeff has another question. Mm -hmm. Sure, when, fire away. How long were you with Disney? I, you know, when did you leave Disney and why? Uh, well, that would have been in. Um, I actually left animation in '91 to uh, go into consumer products for the company, and I did okay. a lot of work in that department. Uh, mostly books to start, and then I, I moved into toys and apparel, home electronics, and collectibles. Um, that's where I stayed for probably another 11 years, uh, okay. with a total of 18 years uh, okay. off and on. So it's just uh, just trying to change it up a little bit. For yeah. yeah. Well, um, with the advent of uh, computer animation, uh, a lot of the traditional artists got cut, including at... Um, uh, consumer products so mm -hmm. there was a wave of uh, layoffs and i was in the first one <laughs> that was in 2003 the animators were already mo removed uh by 2002 so. wow okay. yeah wow crazy <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I uh i just wanted to break in here for a second we have another question also I, angela says uh my grandfather served in world war ii uh, but speaking of uh, consumers, uh, I just want to run our commercial real quick for Deadly Grounds Coffee. Uh, this is our sponsor. And uh, here we go. Here's uh, Father Evil telling you about coffee. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, and I love people that push buttons. And you've also got the heavenly host. <laughs> uh, we are back and I want to remind everybody if you're interested in learning more about Charles or Philo check the show notes down below or up above depending on where you're watching or listening to us I put a bunch of links there where you can check out their stuff including uh, silverphoenix.net their website uh, and another question came in from Patrick from Throw It On Thursday uh, he wants to know uh, what's the most challenging project that you've worked on Oh, that would have been uh, that would have been again Secret of Nim because uh, uh, of all the things we were trying to relearn and, and recreate, and we we did succeed, but we were spending the night in the studio. Too. <laughs> it was very labor intensive. Um, I couldn't believe how many drawings we had to do um, to get the end result we needed, but that's what it takes. It, it's a crazy way to make a movie one frame at a time, but um, that's what you're doing in essence. <laughs> so, <laughs> And these characters were loaded. They had, um, Mr. Ages alone had um, about 27 colors on him. So you have to make sure that everything's sealed off and, and where it should be on his body and that the fur groupings are where they need to be. And pretty much all the characters had um, what's called pencil mileage, and um, which added labor to the whole thing. So it was a real challenge. That's probably why it's one of your favorites. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. No, ah. Nothing, uh, nothing good comes easy, right? No, 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 that's what they say. Yeah, you know, 
So, uh, yeah, uh, I had a question, uh, you know, being a, a geek myself and seeing that you worked on both Dragon's Lair and Space Ace, uh, talking about something that really defined an era and really changed the technology. I mean, we, you know, back then, you know, this is Dragon's Lair was uh, what, early 80s? And, you know, going from Atari right. uh, and to see something like that on the screen, I remember I was so amazed at the graphics and, and you know the artwork on it uh how does it feel to be you know uh have your hand in something that really changed uh gaming well that was that was really exciting because uh that was a at the time it was a new technology that was going to power the the um, the entire thing that was the laser discs and they were back then they were, <laughs> the, they laser, were brand new. the laser dicks <laughs> oh, oh, this. You missed the yes on that one, Philo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Oh, um, sorry, <laughs> but I, I remember those things got so hot because they, they had to be weighed down on one side with, with uh, metal uh, to keep them from flying off the spindles. <laughs> but um, it was very exciting because it uh, was one of the first of its kind. It was uh, The idea was to have people have a like you remember the choose your own adventure books yeah. you could choose which, which scenario you were going to have as your ending or even your middle part you could choose to, to go a certain way at any time in the book well this the, the game was the same way uh, because of your choices it was like playing a movie so that was the whole idea and a lot of people ended up um, later making games that were like movies with real footage of real people instead of animation but uh this was the start so we we knew we were pioneering you know a whole new way of playing uh video games totally yeah Very I, exciting. I i i plunked to too many quarters into that game absolutely love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah people ask me if i can play it and i say well no actually i i die a lot yeah 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 <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, I was skilled enough to make the thing. I couldn't play it. Yeah. Well, you're, <laughs> Charles has a laser disc. Yeah, there it is. Did and you of just course, that out of the that, that gave way to uh, uh, DVDs and CDs. So wow. um, that pretty much put laser discs away. Well, a DVD is nothing more than a little laser disc. That's right. They just make them smaller and more compact. Yeah, yeah. and they like, they can yeah. actually get more information on them than than the laser could. Yeah, well, it's technology. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah, remember some of the laser. Went up. Uh, what was that, Leo? Oh no, I was just saying. I remember that some of the laser discs you had to flip. You know, you watch half the movie, then you have to right. flip it. Yeah, right. It's just really? like uh, just like a no, long thing record. Um, they started making a machine towards the end of, of their life. Um, uh, that flipped it for you. Yep. It would it would go from A to B. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? There, there was a player in the in the there was a player in the top <laughs> of the machine as well. <laughs> Something that would self flip us. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't go off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I hold this down so it doesn't fly off the spindle. <laughs> it's flipping us off. I actually uh, I have one of those players down in uh, my garage. I, uh, mm -hmm. before, before, it, uh, it was hard to find. I found, uh, a laser disc player with the, uh, Star Wars, the unlucas edited one. And, uh, that's what yeah. I have. 
There you yes, go. Yes, I used to I used to have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now Charles has it. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, I believe Charles I believe Charles does have that uh set. He's showing us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean you've you've done a a multitude of things. Uh like I said earlier, this man is a legend, folks. He's a legend. <laughs> so second generation. Get off your ass, get to a con, meet this gentleman. And it is counterpart Charles. You know, he probably will be there. Just look for the giant. <clears throat> uh, Which well, one? With the handlebar. <laughs> the handlebar mustache. Uh, speaking of cons, uh, what's your schedule looking uh, like? So if, say, if somebody wants to meet you guys, uh, where are you going to be? Uh, what do you have scheduled so far for 2020? Uh, well, Charles, we've got, um, There's we've, the got a, we've got the flea market thing, right? In a, uh, a That's how low we have fallen. No, <laughs> also, <laughs> we, we often do the flea markets out here. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, th there's a good friend of ours. He's also a, a former person <coughs> and a Shriner, um, Zerko, uh, Tim mm -hmm. Zerko, or, or, you know, the Zerko family. Um, and we're doing the um, superhero sports all night type flea market type stuff in St. Charles on the 3rd and the 4th. St. Who? St. You. St. Philo. Me. St. <laughs> Charles, Illinois. Um, that's going to be on the uh, 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 July 4th and 5th. Then Philo will be going to Pan on the 7th. I'm banned from international travel. Thank you. Oh, brilliant Obama. Thank you, incredibly great President Clinton. Where are you going? But, uh, no, no, I am banned from international travel. Not you, him. Where is he going? Japan. Come oh, I'm Japan. You know, I just, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not banned from international travel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to Japan? <laughs> You're paying, baby. I'm going. Follow <laughs> will hold your hand. Or something. He'll hold more than my hand. Where's <laughs> your 11th finger? <laughs> Yes, folks, I can make Philo blush. Yeah, in all seriousness, <laughs> after Japan, then February, it looks like we may have a show in Indiana on the 9th, then a show, uh, a mermaid convention in VA or something. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, Mermagicon. That, uh, those ladies are amazing. Uh, the Mermagicon, these are women who actually got on um, flutes, <laughs> you know, tails, mermaid tails. And they swim in the water with, like, you know, mermaid women. It's beautiful. It's amazing. They're elegant. They float. And they got some mermen, too. You know, now, but, this is um, where in, in, in Virginia? Yeah. Philo, I mean, you right. you, you uh, could probably get us in as, like, media or special guests, huh? Sure, Maybe. sure. Why not? Um, Manassas, yeah, mermaid there's, there's, there's guys. Like all these clutch of eggs. Manassas, Virginia. It's very yeah. close to uh, Washington, D.C. In fact, we went there to visit a oh, friend of Charles. Right. Right. It's about work for the government. He's right by this side. Jeff, what? what's that, about seven or eight hours from us? D.C.? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way you drive, five? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man, Leo, huh? Maybe maybe the still token goes on the road for a little uh, mermaid convention? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why not? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, and where else have you uh, booked for 2020? My bad. Um, I've <laughs> also been careful, if, if I may say with permission, Philo, um, what yeah. you're going to be going through. Mm hmm Philo's going to be going through uh, some uh, another uh, round of surgeries, and these are a lot more invasive than the others. So uh, after the Mermaid Con, we may take a small break. Then in March, uh, we're thinking of doing a Northeastern Comic Con. That's here in Massachusetts, folks. 
Yeah, and then uh, May, it looks like uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, and a few others. And then right there, that's pretty much the schedule. It often fills up rather quick after the year starts. You know, people start reaching out to us, and the, mm. the condors I, are like, Fuck, yeah, we got to have you on our con. I can imagine. Doing, doing, yeah. Right. Have you, uh, We're also doing something in January just for fun that I'm, yes. going, to, I'm going to enjoy. And uh, Charles as well. We're excited to go see our friends' uh, Star Trek sets in um, uh, Georgia. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, we would have the good luck of going to Ticonderoga. Well, it took me like two years to pronounce that right. Um, <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. No and a guy called James, he looks like this, this like Elvis rockabilly dude. He's really a cool dude. Well, and he, he, did... he is an Elvis impersonator. That's part of right. his work. But mm -hmm. he did a Star Trek type tribute, you know, fan film, which was really neat. Excellent set. But you really want to go out of control. I mean, I mean, just lose your mind. Take a look at Vic Mignonez. Is that the right way to pronounce it? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vic Mignonez. Star Trek continues. And you watch those, you will be awe-inspired. It feels like another season of Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, the others are really good. You know, James is really good. And, and they're both really up there. But, you know, you know, there's just like this extra flavor that, that, that Vic has. That, that just, uh, the way he portrays Kirk is just, it's spot on. All it's the, not all the fan films. William Shatner so amazing. portraying Kirk. It's what we believe Kirk should be. And it's not a parody. It's really well done. Have you, I uh, love to see Charles getting fired up, man. I don't think I've ever cool. seen him get so fired up. He's like, woo! He's having fun, and, man. And anyone can see them. Anyone can see them right now. Just right. go online go and YouTube, uh, type in... Um, Boom. You'll watch go, go, to nice. t go to YouTube and type in uh, Star Trek Continues. And, and they the have a channel part, and you can watch all the episodes. He didn't make one penny off of this. He did it just out of his no, love none of the, None of them did. Yeah. And that's like... That, like it's, that's a big shame about uh, how CBS got stopped everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can understand too. Films. You know. Yeah. So I respect that. The uh, right. the new uh, Discovery show is really good. If you had a chance to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a no. Wow, um, you're such a Trump supporter. I love you. Me? <laughs> yeah, I can see those Trump signs. Not at all. Not at all. Local political here. Not at all. No, 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 no. I mean, they're they're a rendition of uh, Pike in the second season and the original Enterprise and Spock. It's uh, I, I I think it was uh, done pretty well. Uh, we have a question from Angela. Uh, wants to know. Speaking of cons, uh, she's will you, hot. Uh, will, you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, will you be going to Plastic City Comic Con? If we're invited, yes, but no one has invited us. So if the promoter reaches out to me and it's worth Philo's time, then we'll do it. Sounds yeah. good. Uh, We'd love to do it. Yeah, th there's a lot of great cons in the. And in... plus, Angela's amazing. She's she's cool, awesome, beautiful, and the best part about her is she's more intelligent than all five of us put together. <laughs> <laughs> well, all be... right then. Can we mute his mic again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of great cons in uh, Connecticut. Uh, terrific con, and uh, um, su well, Super Mega's up in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Terrificon is awesome one. Uh, you should definitely check out as well. Speaking of, of cons, I, I, I Connecticut. call Connecticut Connecticut a cheese. Speaking <laughs> of Connecticut cons, Wicked Weekend. Um, yes. You know, really, we're we're going to be there. We're really looking forward to that. That's more of a uh, horror convention. Me, talk to me. Then, then, then we can I don't know. I mean, Tyler, we might have to draw like like Dead Little Mermaid or something like that to That's get. That's what in. I do. I know. <laughs> I've done I'm that before too. Guy. I know. <laughs> I'm the creep. Uh, Angela wants uh, to I've been thank called you. the creep who's not creepy. I don't know. 
I don't know. You're pretty fucking creepy, brother. <laughs> yeah, right, Philo? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Leo. Angela wants to uh, know. No, no, she, no, she, uh, she says, uh, "Why, thank you, Charles." So <laughs> he said he'll buy you dinner at NECC. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Yes, as long as it's under a dollar. Full <laughs> <laughs> uh, time travel, like to the witch trials, <laughs> they both be burned. <laughs> Uh, you got any more questions on your... Uh... Uh, well, there's a uh, comment over on the uh, Token Dead's page. Uh, oh, no. Shadow. Uh, Shadow uh, Demino says, uh, The Walking Dead never uses the term zombies. How could they be mad? <laughs> uh, tonight's <laughs> show is about Philo and Charles. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Not about the trademark opposition of the Token Dead. No. Um, and as you... If you follow... Us in any general aspect, you will understand that they're uh, jealous because you're smart. We um, don't, we're not playing their game, but no. we're playing the game. So smart. We'll, we'll save that for another we, show. Totally. But thank you. Um, uh, I have a few comments in my in my feed. Um, Wait, you got a feed? Ryan Kimball says you guys are all amazing. Love from the Diamond Crew. So Bill Diamond's crew watching tonight. Yes! Thank you. We love you guys too. Uh, Dave Sorgman said zombie mermaids in the Toking Dead. Oh, there you go. That yeah. sounds like a, it could be a compilation coming down the road somewhere. <laughs> you know? Hey, who the hell knows? I don't know. Uh, Jeff don't know. He I definitely don't... doesn't know. He hasn't said a word all night. I think <laughs> I think he just made a cardboard cutout like he threatened to do and set it there. I yes. Have... Yeah. He has a cardboard cutout. Hold on. Let me ben, put my ben finger in it. All the time, pictures of all these people without me. So I want to give him a cardboard face of mine so we can I can see in the damn pictures. <laughs> well, no, see, the, the, pro, the problem, the it's not a problem, but the way that Jeff and I work and the way we interact is a lot like, you you know, Philo and Charles. One man is manning the table. One man. Well, in is, your case, it's womaning the table. Well, hey, whatever, man, you know, just because I climbed from under the table doesn't mean jack assery. So... <laughs> One of us is out networking. One of us is manning the table. I just so happen to be the one out networking that reaches in my pocket and says, okay, I'm going to. What do I feel here? I, well, yeah, I'm going to well, barter with this famous person and get my picture. <laughs> you want the pictures. You want to get the yeah, so I, I I have a I have a natural knack that was taught to me by my my grandfather and my God parents. Um, they were antiquers. They were estate sailors. So bartering is a it's natural for me. So I don't have a problem walking up to that famous person charging a hundred dollars for a photo and be like, listen, I'll give you a signed copy of our premier comic book. And you give me the picture with you for half price or a quarter. And then they will often do this with something sticking up. No, no. Actually, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, nine times out of ten, I get that picture for half price or free. That's to make them go away. That's right. Hey, whatever it takes, brother. Whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes, man. So what's um, the business? So Philo, what, what do you mm -hmm. what do you got coming up next, work wise, not show wise? Oh, what well, it's on. It's ongoing. I work with Charles uh, pretty much exclusively, and uh, uh, that's why we haven't gotten a price. I see how it is. <laughs> well, uh, I'm doing uh, with Charles. I'm doing the comic book uh, Whispers from the Void. Right, right, right. Okay, and, yep. uh, very nice, very nice. It, it features uh, uh, the female point of view in uh, supernatural horror. Uh, not only that, but all monsters in this universe are reflections of the seven deadly sins. 
So Charles, you can you can explain that a little bit more. So so basically, uh, a mad scientist, a reflection of pride, has organized a vampire gluttony, a um, a ghost which is envy, and a um. Here I'll change the lighting, and a uh, flesh construct which is wrath. Mm -hmm. And together, the ladies work to do good, even though their natures are aberrant. This first cover is done by Vincent Prose, who, uh, if you saw Pacific Rim, uh, mm -hmm. he's worked on uh, Pacific Rim 2. His work has also been uh, concept drawings and art for It, and oh. scary stories to tell in the dark. Volume volume 1 and 2, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I'm almost impressed by you, Charles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And it's like, well, those things where these people are like the... and they discover all the weird networking and people that I know. It's, it's just bizarre. Like, I have friends from billionaires, mobster uh, acquaintances, mm -hmm. uh, then, yeah. like uh, cops, you know, judges. Uh, I was at the um, first Republican counterfeiters marriage <laughs> in Washington, D.C. And they were going to not let me in because I wore rainbow sneakers. And I said to them, counterfeiters. Yes. <laughs> Would you want to know why? You know, do you want to be the first one in history to kick out a man with rainbow shoes who's supposed to be at a gay wedding? <laughs> and the guy just did this. He just looked away. <laughs> it was hysterical. What do you say to that? <laughs> well, because they had a dress code and the shoes were not part of the dress code. So... <laughs> The guy, by looking away, meant he didn't see it. It was his way of giving me permission, but at the same time, you know, the proper East Coast disdain. Because if you're living in the East Coast and I move in, 20 years down the line, I'm still the new neighbor. That's the way the East Coast mentality is. And even if I have children born there, they're still the children of the guy who moved in. Maybe after the third or fourth generation, they might accept it. But only if they marry somebody from the Mayflower. Right? You know, I'm true. Hey, hey, what can I say, you know? I don't know you what to tell you. Suck. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm still the new guy that moved in. Right. 12 years later. 20. Yep. 20 years later. Yep. So what more questions do you have, Mr. Reddo? Uh, Angela says, which it, Charles? It, too. It, too. If you look for Vincent Proce, P-R-O-C-E, you can see his concept drawings. Uh mm -hmm. That were uh, done for the film. Nice. Remember the uh, the head with the spider legs? Yeah, the baby. That's oh, yeah, his. That's, yeah. All the um, the terrifying um, Pennywise turning into a creature. That that's his stuff. Also, uh, all the including cookies. the defeated one. Yeah. Um. Remember the fortune cookies that came to life and they had little baby heads and different things, claws. Mm -hmm. I got a that's I got a couple of uh, things popping up on my uh, screen over here. What do you got Are there, they the, the, my wife is not around tonight. Uh, she had to babysit, but she wanted to say hello to everybody. Philo She's not trying to show her boobies. I don't want to see them. No, <laughs> no, no. I told her that you wanted to see my boobies, and I would keep them in my. Yeah, shirt. but they're too small. You're, you're like you're like a negative A. You're like um, concave. Speaking of boobies, boobies. Uh, Sean Carnell says, "I want to twist your nipples, you awesome human." He loves you. I think he's talking to Philo. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Philo's like, oh please, oh my, wait, just nibble. <laughs> You've made my millennium. Oh shit! So, just wanted to give those shout outs. Uh, Kevin Joliker's in the chat. Love him. Kelly Roy, Dave Sorgman. Oh uh, god, the list is just going on. Um, That's Renee because they're not they don't have lives. That's Love where they're watching all. you. And that's just in in this chat that I can see. Leo's yeah, got the Leo's got the seventeen. Wait, I can look at chat, dude. Do I have a chat? 
Sure, you're just going to go to the live broadcast. You could have went to the live broadcast and started a watch party, and all your friends could have seen it, and you Wait, didn't do it. So you are fired. I have no idea. <laughs> you, you blew you it out. Like, I have no idea. You actually, <laughs> even, even the rebroadcast of this, uh, Philo and Charles, if you go into the video on the Facebook page, you can get it right. on my page, the Dorkening, uh, the Toking Dead, YouTube channels, Twitch, whatever. But if you go into the live feed on the Facebook page and just hit share, you can actually share that to your page even after we've recorded it as a live watch party. Wow. So you can actually go on and re-watch it with friends on your page. It's kind of cool technology. I mean, um, mm -hmm. it, it allows for people like Jeff and myself and, and Leo, Mr. Eye Candy in the corner, folks. <laughs> Gotta have him. Look at, look at that. Look at that sexy beast over there in the corner. Yeah. He is married. <laughs> yes, I he's am. He's got red hair, too. Yeah. So he's got a sexy beast, you know. None of this well, you know why he has no, it, look, he's, he's the only one that has natural colored hair. Look at the rest of us are all gray and black. <laughs> <laughs> and white. We're old. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm old too, but I just haven't. I am not old. I'm, I'm an old fine wine. I get better with time. Yeah, you know, you know why Mister Redhead has earmuffs? So he doesn't have to listen to us. No, so that Philo can't lick his eardrums. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll warn you now, Leo. We'll, we'll bring you to a con where Philo is. We'll do a live. He will. He'll lick your eardrums. Oh my. Okay. He will. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> uh, You'll see the tip coming out the other side. He'll cover his tongue in um. Hydrogen peroxide. So can well, this was a fetish I wasn't aware of. <laughs> he, he like has. He's called. It must be like sleepwalking because I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, just real quick, I apologize. I totally forgot YouTube. I was keeping an eye on uh, multiple uh, Facebook pages. Uh, Dad's Piranha says, uh, "What's up, men?" Uh, also, the Toking Dead and uh, Joe Apocalypse says, "Ariel on weed sounds like an amazing idea." Oh my God. I think we definitely be. We would definitely we're be. Not, um, we're not talking seaweed. <laughs> We'd be. No. So <laughs> we have enough legal trouble. <laughs> yeah. We don't I'm need any more. Yep. Hey, I got some seaweed for you. You want some? <laughs> hey, let me roll it up for you. Here, hey, let's do some sushi. Like light it for you. So she lights it with her lava switch, a lava rock. You know, holding some tongs, and 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 you see the sea lily bubbling and and frothing and stuff as she's smoking her seaweed and then Ariel let's, starts let's like slicing some, off uh, let's uh, up some sushi. space for pizza <laughs> wow did we just went right from that, you know, yeah, that, oh you, you went down fast yeah. <laughs> to the I'm the horror guy what do you expect <laughs> you just went Mayday, I'm from Mayday, Chicago Mayday. shut up yeah. this is my show over so why don't, why don't why don't you come to Connecticut then? Because Connecticut cheese. <laughs> that's why. I'm in Connecticut, not, by the way. He's not allowed to go to Connecticut. It's like not allowed to leave the country. You can't go. Right. <laughs> I like I like sneak out of the state all the time. I'm still driving illegally. I love it. <laughs> uh, William Pace says Ben gets bonus points for the Bruins logo in the background. <laughs> oh, if you're our enemy. Oh, you go, you're on the dumb list. Hey, hey. You're a horrible person. Uh, well, uh, you mentioned, uh, I I know we were talking a lot about Disney, but, uh, you know, with Disney Plus uh, launching and sort of like the resurgence of uh, Disney animation, um, do you get any sort of like uh, uh, checks from Disney still? Or, or was that just like a paid job back then? And... Yeah, you got money or what? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that was that was just a hourly rate uh, through our union. We we negotiate a contract through our union, and you know individually. Uh, it depends on what your position is. And um, they only started profit sharing at Disney Studio uh, in the latter part of the um, the nineties. So there were a few people that were profit sharing, and uh, I was able to get a four hundred one k going when I got to consumer products, but. Uh, no, there's no residuals or anything like that, for the most part. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Very sad. If you, if you get into uh, making yeah, commercials for the company, yeah, then you get residuals for every time the commercial is shown, for example. You get, yeah. You know, some money. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you have uh, Disney Plus, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, uh, but they had a special. I guess there's... I don't know if it, he's the last one, but uh, they did a focus on, I think it's the last actual animator left at Disney. Uh, and he's like responsible for still drawing uh, Mickey Mouse and, and uh, some of the main characters. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah there, there's a few people still left. And I, I think Mark Hanna is still there. That might be who you, who you mean. Okay. Don't bother with Disney Plus. Don't bother with <laughs> Just go to pirate sites. <laughs> They're all your sites. <laughs> you know, you go to pirates and you can watch whatever you want. You like go to Plus. Uh, <laughs> here's a thousand dollars. Hulu. Here's a thousand dollars. Netflix. Here's a thousand dollars. CW. Here's a thousand dollars. WB. Here's a thousand dollars. When it's like internet connection, pirates say, "Yeah, I'm watching my stuff and I'm getting back." <laughs> That's what we all do. You see, you see how he was jiggling there. Yeah. So you know we. Oh yeah. I'm joking. Pirate sites are bad. Pay the money so the artists get paid. Yep. Actually, they, the companies get paid. Totally. Because That's true. They get like, That's true. You don't. You don't hear much about torrents anymore. Right. No. Torrent you files. only get. Uh, it's, it's like it's like Hulu pays what one point three cents an hour for their stuff. So you got to watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, Joe Pocalypse is asking, how difficult was it to get a job at Disney? His mother and father work for Disney. What do you think, Pocalypse? <laughs> no, in, in my case, it wasn't nepotism. I just uh, spent time learning what I needed to know at other studios. First, um, I knew early enough, uh, when I was about 16, I went over to ask um, a friend of my father's who was uh, working in professional staffing. Just, just what it took to to eventually get a job there and uh, he looked through my work and he was very complimentary um only 16 you know certainly not able to hire me yet but um he said uh, i would get some life drawing in and uh, um, uh possibly some anatomy classes too it, it helps if you know what's underneath uh the flesh how your bones work and the, the tendons and muscles and everything um so you can draw the outside of a person and uh, uh, how things expand and contract and, and study the way people move and behave. I think finally, also the way inanimate objects move, uh, including drapery on, on the human form, um, because there are things called secondary motions uh, that happen to your clothing and your, your hair. Uh, they're, uh, you know, uh, equal and opposite reaction to reaction kind of things. So oh, that's, what, that's what gives uh, full animation its uh, realism is, is putting those kinds of things in there. So uh, that's what you have to know going in. And 
most studios will develop you uh, as you work. Um, they'll put you under contract and they will have classes in life drawing. Uh, we certainly did on Mermaid. And in fact, we had a class on pantomime too, because a good deal of the film, our main character had no voice. So she had to express herself just through movement and facial expressions and so on. So people had to get a crash course in acting. It also help, helps to know something about giving a performance yourself so you can put Wait, that into your character. Did you just say she had to express herself? Is she like like uh, beating a child naturally or something? Madonna, <laughs> express yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, see, I had a question, now it's gone. <laughs> no, um, your train got derailed. It did, it did. I don't know where it went. Mm. Hold on. I, I don't know where the fuck it went. Oh. No, it's because I got high. <laughs> Is that what? Yeah, that's what happens. Um, yeah. Sounds awesome. You guys are awesome. Oh, should we tell you about how horrible, the horrible no. experience at Motel 6 in Erie, Pennsylvania? Should we talk about that at all? Go for it. All right. We're driving late at night. To the point to where I am a danger to myself, to my passenger, and possibly to other drivers. I'm exhausted. I pull into the lot of Motel 6 in Erie, Pennsylvania. I book online and pay with PayPal. We go in, and uh, we're used to paying cash because, you know, the you know with having to stay extra, but not all of our cards are depleted, so we don't have really anything on the cards. Plus, Philo has had problems with stalkers and things like that, so often we try not to give out our credit cards, you know, to, to different places, so we'll see if when we can pay cash. And we've never had a problem paying cash, especially at Motel 6. The night teller there, he, who I shall not name for legal reasons, uh, refused his service. And I'm like, well, hold on, this is who we are. Refused his service. I then called customer service. The customer service says, um, oh yeah, you can accept cash. And he goes, I'm going to call my manager or call somebody, refuse his service. Then he throws us out. Here we paid for the hotel. And then later, and then we have to sleep in our car and it's, and it's 27 degrees. We're sleeping in our car. It's unsafe for me to drive. Philo needs to keep his foot up because of his surgery. I also heard some possible um, anti-homosexual remarks from the person, uh, disparaging remarks, uh, and we're also uh, a lot that's not tolerated. No. Right, that's you know, not tolerated. No, and 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 it doesn't matter if we were gay or straight or whatever. You just, you just what? And then later, the assistant manager, the manager guy, I can't or the general manager calls me and says, well, we can't take, we have to have credit cards to prevent trafficking, sex trafficking. So basically, what? with their policy, I was assumed to be a sex trafficker, and so was Philo Barnhart. We're sex traffickers, aren't we, Philo? Oh, my God. No, have we're the not. time to do that. <laughs> okay. We were treated pejoratively. We were treated negatively. In fact, my report was so hazing with how negative it was hotels.com will not allow my post ups after we rewrite it so that's massage night sleep but that hotel should be punished or if there's somebody who's with aclu or, or, or whatnot i'm wondering if it's if, if if we should take legal action against that particular hotel now it's not the hotel chain itself we enjoy we like motel six 
I enjoy a Motel 6. It's still no, We've never had a problem before. Right. In fact, yeah. when I was awake enough after that short nap, I drove to a Motel 6 in Cleveland, Ohio, and guess what? They accepted cash. Unreal. Oh, what a horrible, horrible place, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. The, 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 uh, the, the wicked, cruel, unbenevolent well, they're, Motel 6. They're all under separate, uh, you know. Yeah. Under separate. yeah. So basically, and the, they, the they, one they, we they, found they, later was a family-owned one. Right. So, so, so that Erie, Pennsylvania Motel Six caused possible risk to my life because had I made the decision to drive instead of not driving, I'm a risk to myself because of exhaustion. That's you know, uh, distracted driving, I guess, or whatever. I'm a risk to Philo, and I was a risk to other drivers. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able to sleep just enough in a nap that I was recharged just enough to make it to the next place. But because of the exhaustion, it's it's no different than being impaired. Thank you, Erie. Plus, plus we both have uh, CPAP machines. We're both yeah, yeah, we have CPAP machines. So we could yeah. literally die if our oxygenation goes too low if we don't have this medical assistance with breathing at night. Yeah. You know, horrible treatment. Horrible oh. treatment. Just oh, disgusting. We'll go to Oh, six in Erie, Pennsylvania, people. No. Well, we <laughs> no. better not. No. No. <laughs> Other motels, spend the extra money. It's worth it. And then I posted this on Facebook, and then some people start hazing me. Grow up. Get a credit card. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's not, it's not yeah, the point. It's not the point of whether or not you had a credit card. It was the point of they took your sexual orientation and Possibly. your looks. Poss Possibly into right. consideration which is just not tolerated no it's not tolerated it was pejorative and, and i'm so very, you know, um you know it's unfortunate that it happened you know i'm not going to apologize for them but i no. i personally i wouldn't stay at that particular place in that particular town right now on a positive that it's in the past yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a positive the convention we just did sonocon which was very well run it was amazing uh, Jimbo or, or JR, JR, JB, Joseph R. Austin. Yeah, did a phenomenal job short. running the convention. And guess where he had us stay? Motel Six. Motel Six. And they accepted cash. You know, it was a very upscale Motel Six. And on the way home, where did we stay? At a the Motel Hilton. Six. <laughs> you know, and they accepted cash. So. See, they accept cash. They, they accept cash. New York, they accept cash in Pennsylvania, well, in, uh, in, uh, you know, Austin, Texas, they accept cash in New York, they accept cash in Boston, they accept People. cash in Ohio, they accept People cash in Charles. Nashville. Charles, do they accept cash everywhere but Erie? That's what I'm starting to think. Okay. Because so, we're, we might be, we're, we might be, we're uh, getting, uh, sex, we're getting close to the show close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're actually, yeah, yeah, we're actually, we're about, traffickers. we're about 26 minutes past show close. That's okay. <laughs> you know what, that's their problem. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, any more it's questions? Any more questions pop uh, over there for you, Leo? Yeah, let me just uh, double check. Uh, double check. So uh, uh, Amy from Plastic City Comic Con uh, so, uh, is in the chat room, and uh, we asked her to reach out to you guys. And, uh, Amy, if you uh, have your, uh, if you can't find the information in the show notes, uh, just hit me up, and uh, I'll be glad to get that information to you so you can. Wait, wait, she's with, was she with the convention? Yeah, uh, Plastic City Comic Con. Oh my God, she's awesome. She's a goddess, and she's beautiful. And the best part is, she's smart. Totally agree. <laughs> Somebody give Charles a rag to wipe the brown stuff off his nose. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Joe Poclipus wants to know, does Charles enjoy eating screens? Yes. And uh, Christy uh, Homan says, uh, he's high, Joey. He'll eat anything right now. Oh, uh, I, I don't I don't smoke anything or drink anything. This is me normal. <laughs> That's fucking scary. <laughs> that, yeah. is scary. Yeah. that is fucking scary. Sorry, uh, Philo. Now I, you know what I put up with, right? I do, I do. <laughs> poor Philo. Oh, I know what I had for a question before I forget. Yeah, poor me. This this being the 30th year anniversary for Little Mermaid and the 40th anniversary for the Star Trek, do you intend on releasing any prints, commemorative prints? Um, no. I mean, because it's really not our show. Disney will be doing that. I mean, we yeah. might do an original they, drawing for which somebody. Which already done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just. Hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but but we don't have a license to to. I, to, I don't to, believe Paramount did anything other than re-release Star Trek. Um, theatrically. You know, for the anniversary, I don't think they had any special products or anything. Oh, I was just curious yeah. if you were doing any type of commemorative print. I mean, it's kind of a big deal to have that type of. Um, yeah. Yeah. That type well, of um, award under your belt. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I don't mean have, Charles. I already have prints inspired by both of them. So. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So that that was that was one of my questions that I had. It, it came back. See. Yeah. Awesome. See, you're smart. You're good no. boy. We like you. No, I had to stop looking at the squirrels. Oh. <laughs> but it's but, but it looks like you you look like, one of like those that dog in um, up right. 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 <laughs> hey, Philo. <laughs> Milo. My name is Doug Squirrel. Yeah. Hey, Doug, put your head in front of that B, that the letter B, and get closer to the camera. Doesn't he look like a holy saint with a radio? Like, oh, oh yes, you've got your like, halo. I am a I've got behind me. Oh. It's appropriate because it's Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas, Doug. Oh. oh, my. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Any last questions or comments no, I, before we let these fine gentlemen um, retire to the bathroom before their back teeth float? Yes. Why do <laughs> yeah. the talking dead guys have deta detachable wieners? So you can take it home with you. Ew. Oh, very good. For a little extra. Wow. That's right. By the way, Mr. Lord Red. Yes. What do you like most about being the quietest one here? Uh, well, a lot of times I'm quiet because I'm checking screens. And uh, if you saw my computer, it's like a control panel. I have uh, right. five screens like up, the, and it's like the star. It's like yeah. the Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, got yeah. a lot to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. Leo, Leo is the mastermind behind the production aspect of what you all got to see tonight. So, um, any last questions for for these amazing gentlemen, Jeffrey? We, no, I, we thank my, you, Leo. I get all my questions. Leo, any any uh, last questions for? Uh, one of our... no, actually. I'll show you a picture later. Um, yeah, uh, nothing on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I think I caught up. They with ran. They're zombies. Well, they're so still I watching. I, I see zombie. a bunch of people watching, and I want to thank everybody for watching this evening. And uh, yes, so the we next uh, con, so you guys uh, have some fun stuff you're going to be doing in January. Uh, but yes, I sir. believe you said uh, the next con is going to be Northeast Comic Con in March. No, the next con is going to be in St. Charles, St. Me, at now, the if, Run Hotel on the 3rd people, and the 4th. If people want to find your cons, is there a link uh, at, at Silver Phoenix or anything that depicts where, shows people where you're going to be? 
Uh, go to my go to either follow Barnhart Art, go to Charles D. Massant on Facebook, or go to um, follow Barnhart. I usually am very good about posting uh, okay. mentions on my personal site. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I gotta stop being lazy and, and and put the stuff on Silver Phoenix. I keep forgetting it. I keep putting it on my own personal stuff. Hey, I'm for a small fee, Twitter. I can do that for you too. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning Twitter and other stuff. And in January, we're going to be at Vic. Menuna's Star Trek set, hanging awesome. out, just goofing around, drinking like eggnog and peppermint, something like that. <laughs> I do, I do, I do have one more quick question for Philo, um, and I just remembered it. You had mentioned um, that you still teach. Yes. Can you quickly touch on that? We we don't have much time, but can you just quickly tell our viewers what do you what are you teaching, and 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 if they were interested, how could they maybe get into this industry? Oh, don't. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Well, I, I teach basic animation techniques for traditional uh, animation. Okay. That is, with a pencil and paper or even a tablet nowadays. Uh, people can animate right into the computer uh, using a tablet or a Cintiq computer, which means you can do it right on the screen. Yeah. So nice. you can learn nice. techniques from me and, and um, be on your way to making your first movie. Very cool. Uh, th this I'll say in all seriousness. Another thing that we like to do is, um, if the uh, uh, host for the conventions will have us, uh, we like to come in a day or two too early. You know, like uh, if the show is on a Friday, maybe come in on a Thursday and um, do some teaching at a local high school or a local college. Oh, you nice. know, art classes, things like that. That's wow. and wow. the younger people realize Something that we've done many feasible. times. Right. Yeah. For example, what what I'll do is I'll have students come up and I'm like, hey, kid, get up here. Drive I home. wonder. Um, sorry, before I forget, Jeff, um, yes, remind me later to reach out to Michael Lee. Michael. Um, YC3 in Maine. Oh, okay. oh that'd be cool. Oh, I'd love he's, to show in Maine. Yeah. He's um. He's uh, they're putting on their very first uh, con called YC3. I believe it's January 23rd in Wells, Maine. Uh, That'd but, it's be for cool. an art, but it's for an art department. Yeah. Um, can, I didn't I didn't know that you guys the, uh, I didn't know that you guys we'll were do it. yeah I didn't know that you guys were into things like that. I mean it right. might be. Yeah, well, we've done a lot of educational shows. I don't know. Can... Yeah, I don't know if it would work out on such short notice, but maybe it's something he could think about in in yeah. hindsight and maybe add for another right. con or something, right. or, if you or even just getting you guys up there to um to to do a guest teaching would be right. Fucking well, awesome. I, we, we've done that. I mean, I, I you know Philo is great at. You know, one thing that that Philo and I did um, is we'd have the students draw figures. Then Philo would take the figures and then draw it in a layout on a scene. And then the kids are like, oh, my God, my stuff's real on a scene. And for that moment, they're the star. They're important. They yep. feel like they experience what Philo has experienced when he first started in the industry of seeing their work as something important. And imagine if you're a high school kid and you got normal self-doubt and, and, and your you're normal insecurities and these two old guys come in and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, their work means something. We, 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 we help <coughs> I don't mean to laugh, sorry. How cool their work is. I mean, how inspiring it is. In fact, there have been students that follow his head that I've actually mined and did some comic books. And some of them have gone on to very big, very, quote, famous things. In fact, one yeah. of your students, Philo, isn't she working for a couple of them are running their own studios. Company? Yeah. What, what studio? Three, three of my students started their own studios. Right. 
Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. One and, of them's and, here, and, and the other two are in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Wow. And, and wow. just the right type of spark, you know, you know, like one philosophy that I have is, you know, why this moment is happening? You know, why fellow Barnard is here? You know, why all of you are seeing us? Why you matter, <laughs> and the world is better because you're here. Never forget that. And the, the the reality is, all of us are important. All of us are integral, and all of us can do amazing things. You know, yeah, there could be some problems. You can always talk about the negative stuff. But if you work on your mission to inflict joy and happiness on others, perhaps the anger, the despising, the pejorative uh, attitudes will abate. Polarization. Yes. You know. <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to assume that that's Charles's outro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My outro is check out my website, silverphoenix.net, History of Police in America. Uh, my goal with that um, a book is to help younger people realize police officers are just like us, men and women with jobs, not horrific overlords like the media has falsely portrayed. Yes, there are problems, but at the same time, um, most of them are good men and women. Also, a shout out to my son, who's uh, going to be graduating boot camp very soon. And hey, he's Sam. becoming a, a United States uh, hey, reservist Samuel, in the Army. And uh, a truck driver. And then my uh, daughter, I'm very proud of her. She's uh, becoming a kinesiologist, does sports medicine. Ashley. Yes, and we love Ashley. She's great. I do have Excellent. Uh, Excellent. You know, wonderful children. Awesome. Um, and, you know, Philo has a wonderful, incredible stepson, uh, Bowen. We're, we're, we're going to flip this to Philo. Um, last words for um, our viewers, Philo, as far as, you know, Kind of similar to Charles, what Charles just did, I guess. <laughs> uh, or not so similar. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you have a dream that you've been pursuing, don't ever let anybody else sway you from it. Uh, don't let like them tell you Dollar. you can't do a thing. You go out and you prove them wrong and you do it. That's just right. stick with it. That's right. Awesome. Give it we're, your living, due we're living, pr we're living proof of that. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I stuck with it. Here I am. Yep. Yeah. And unlike oh. Jeffrey Dahmer, who lived out his dream, Philo's still alive and not in jail. <laughs> well, he had a different kind of dream. What the he liked that having to do anything? Oh, beef and Christmas ham. I'm just curious. Oh, geez. Really? Really? What the fuck did that have to do with anything? That's so, just field. like Jeffrey Dahmer, you know. Um... That's <laughs> Why is it that people love me at parties? It's like I have no idea. The more normal I seem. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, very well, good. Yeah. So, um, Jeff, any any last uh, words for the viewers? He wants to kiss Philo. That's what he's saying. I want to get what? No thanks. I use toilet paper. <laughs> You're lost. I want to thank Philo, Charles, uh, for being here. Uh, this, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for viewing. Uh, you know, this will be, you'll be able to see it. Uh, it'll be on the page. Uh, you guys rock. You're awesome. A lot of good information there. I learned a little bit that I didn't know because I don't really watch Disney. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Leo, you want to take us out of here? Yeah. Uh, so if you uh, would like to follow up with anybody you saw on the show here, check the show notes down below or above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. You'll find all the links there. Definitely check out uh, Silver It's Silver Fox Entertainment. Silver Fox Negative. Phoenix. Silver Phoenix. Slap so, sorry. Silverphoenix.net. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you need the net to catch the bird uh, silverphoenix.net and uh, all the links are down below or up above I want to thank you all for watching and if you're looking for more entertainment in about 20 minutes we'll be doing another live stream doing our Star Wars show 
And I want to thank you all for watching. We'll catch you guys later. So, um, I'm I just, Mojo the clown. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, um, you know, first of all, thank you to Philo and Charles for being here tonight, uh, sharing your journeys uh, through your industry. We uh, we learned a lot. I hope our viewers learned a lot. Um, Why we did love you want you. me on the show? You know, I don't get it. Hey, listen, I was forced Goodbye. to have you here. Philo said he wouldn't do it unless Charles was part of it, okay? Really? <laughs> well, thank you, Philo. Also, I'd like to say congratulations on your very first show. Yes. Oh, yes, this is our inaugural show. And we, we would like to say congratulations to you on 30 years of The Little Mermaid and 40 years of Star Trek The Motion Picture. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for Thank everything you. you've done for this industry, for the youth. Um, as always, we'd like to thank our veterans and our first responders for doing everything they do every day so people like us sitting up here can do this for you guys. Your book of lies will buy you a mild acceptance, my free mind will keep me from under your spell and when we die you'll be another angel in heaven but me i'll be a fucking legend in heaven